Thank you for hitting the download and subscribe button on iTunes and Google Play. This is Steven Jensen. You're listening to the Fight Talk Podcast. Today is an exciting day. If you're seeing this podcast, if you're listening to this podcast, that means that Dojo Pro is available right now on Amazon and dojopro.co. Why is this exciting? Because I was there at the tapings live. If you happen to watch this show, which I highly recommend you do, you'll see me in the crowd all over the place. You'll see some other familiar faces if you're from the Nashville area or the Southeast region. A lot of fans that you see all over the place. It was good to see my friends there. It was good to see a lot of the wrestlers, a lot of the talent, some people that you've actually um, heard as a guest here on the Fight Talk podcast over the years. And I don't want to give out any spoilers. I want, I want you guys to watch the show. But there's going to be a lot of people you recognize and a lot of new faces too. It's a really, really great project that's been put together at Dojo Pro. And once again, check it out on Amazon. It's available right now. If you're hearing this podcast, that means that it's public, it's live, and it's it's free for you to watch if you have Amazon Prime or just a couple bucks. Uh, I don't know the exact price because I do have Amazon Prime, but I know it's very inexpensive if you want to check out the episode and don't want to subscribe to Amazon Prime or you want to check it out on dojopro.co. That being said, my guests today are Dylan Spears and Logan Seculo. Basically, what Logan and Dylan do, I'm gonna I'm gonna let them explain during the podcast. But they're the creators behind the show, producers behind the show, uh, do the music for the show, and there's other people involved as well. There's a big uh, cast and crew, if you will, of people behind the scenes, as well as, of course the wrestlers, the talent involved. But it was a big effort by a lot of people to put this thing together. I'm not taking any credit for that. I, I had no part in it other than being a fan and being in attendance, and I was happy to be there. There were so many moving pieces and so many things that needed to get done. It was a big project, and it was years in the making. So Logan and Dylan are here today to tell the story about that, talk about Dojo Pro, and a little bit about themselves as well. Before we get started, make sure to check out my friends over at Williamson Brothers Barbecue. Williamson Brothers Barbecue has the best barbecue sauce I've had in my entire life. That is not a joke. That is not an exaggeration. It's amazing. Why do I like it so much? Because it's delicious. It's gluten-free. It has all natural ingredients. And you can find it pretty much anywhere. Go on walmart.com. Just type in Williamson Bros. Boom. You got sauce right there. You want to jump on their website, williamsonbros.com? Do that as well. Very easy, very accessible. Stuff is delicious. If you're in the Atlanta, Georgia area, there's three physical locations. Check them out. And, I mean, even just regionally, I mean, they have their sauce in over 200 locations nationwide, I believe. That includes Publix, that includes Whole Foods, pretty much anywhere you can think of. They're all over the place. Once again, easiest place to get the stuff is just going on walmart.com and typing in Williamson Bros. But the stuff is so, so darn good. I highly recommend it. They're not, not only fantastic sauce, fantastic products, they have rubs, spices, and they're really nice people that run the company. What more can you ask for? So once again, that's Williamson Bros. Check it out. Best barbecue. Best barbecue sauce, best everything has to do with barbecue, in my opinion. That is not an exaggeration. Once again, Williamson Bros, they're the bomb. Check it out. Also, I want to give a shout out to Heroes and Legends. Heroes and Legends is a pro wrestling collectible and memorabilia company that specializes in action figures, vintage magazines and programs, DVDs, autographed memorabilia, and other unique pro wrestling memorabilia. Check them out. Make sure you're following them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at HL Pro Wrestling. And go say hey to them. If you see them at a show, if they're there live, Walk right up. The people that run their company are nice, too. I only do business with nice people. I don't know if you've noticed that about the Fight Talk podcast, but I will not go into business with people that I do not consider to be nice human beings. 
And the people over at Heroes and Legends are incredibly nice human beings. And they also do very fair business. So check them out. Once again, that's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Heroes and Legends at HL Pro Wrestling. Also, shout out to Brian Jensen. Brian Jensen's a boxing coach. He's a personal trainer. He's a boxing cornerman for professional boxers. He can help you get in shape, learn how to throw hands. You know, if you're an MMA fighter, if you're a pro boxer, if you're just somebody like me who just needs to lose a couple pounds, Brian can help you. Best way to get in touch with Brian is to hit him up on Instagram. His handle is at Atlanta Boxing Coach. That's at Atlanta Boxing Coach. All spelled out as one word. If you're in the Atlanta, Georgia area, Brian Jensen can help you there. Or if you're even close by, he can help. He can travel to you and help you out. But if you're not close by, he can still help you remotely. Just hit him up once again on Instagram. He'll work something out with you and help you reach your goals. So get a knockout workout without getting knocked out. Hit up Brian Jensen on Instagram at Atlanta Boxing Coach. And last but never least, my friends over at WrestleRumble.com. WrestleRumble.com is the place to be for fantasy pick'em contests for professional wrestling. Right now, the uh, the next contest is for Extreme Rules. I'll get you a prize list for that soon, but that will be available at WrestleRumble.com. And stay up to date with their contests on Twitter at WrestleRumble. The closer we get to Extreme Rules, aka uh, you know later this week, I will have a prediction podcast up for Extreme Rules, and that will of course, as always, be sponsored by WrestleRumble.com. And I will talk all about their prize lists, and I will give you predictions for what I think is going to happen at Extreme Rules. But get on the contest before I even start making my predictions. Once again, at WrestleRumble.com. There's going to be a lot of questions, uh, winners and losers, match stipulations, things that could happen within the matches, who's going to win, take pinfalls, and that kind of stuff, submissions, yada, yada, in multi-man matches, multi-women matches, whatever the case may be. There's a lot of options, and it really puts your skills as a fan to test, but also you can win hundreds of dollars in cash and hundreds of dollars in prizes every single time that they do a contest. So once again, that's WrestleRumble.com. Stay up to date with your contest at WrestleRumble. So with that all being said, kick back, relax, enjoy this conversation with myself, Logan Seculo, and Dylan Spears here on the Fight Talk Podcast. Well, guys, welcome to the Fight Talk Podcast. This is Steven Jensen. I'm here with Dylan Spears and Logan Seculo. Am I saying Seculo yeah, correctly? Yeah, you nailed it. Okay, perfect. And I didn't even know Dylan was going to be here. I've known Dylan for a couple of years now. Actually, I want to say that what almost exactly one year ago. Fairgrounds, right? Fairgrounds of the Freedom Pro Show. I just, why did you, like we talked in the parking lot for yeah. some reason. I don't remember why. Neither can I. Oh, you know what it was? So one of my sponsors of this podcast, Heroes and Legends, uh, the action figure company, uh-huh. they set up shop during the Freedom Pro shows and I had brought them in. Another one of my fine sponsors I'll talk about, you'll hear the ad before you hear all this, but Williamson Brothers Barbecue, I'd given out some barbecue sauce inside the fairgrounds and I was taking what I hadn't given away back to my truck and just happened to... I don't know. We just saw each other or something. I was just like, yeah. There was just hey, a moment. What's up, you guys man? had a, a you might have, barbecue sauce. No, and I think you were wearing like a, a Cody shirt or something. Yes. And I, th- oh, that's what it was because it was uh, the G1 special last year, yes. which is this weekend. So it was about a year ago. So, well, happy anniversary. Yeah. And so, and he was in the title match just like he is this year. That's right. And he hadn't wrestled Omega just yet, right? No, it was him and Okada. Oh, last that's right. year at G1 Special. And like I, you were wearing the shirt and I just said like, who do you think is going to win? I don't know. I mean, it's small talk or something. Right. And then you ended up telling me about your podcast and. And now right. we're here. And now we're, we're here. here. Yeah. One wow. year later. We had, we had just had the idea for this. Mm-hmm. Probably about the same time. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's probably, yeah. Yeah, right around then. That's yeah. right. That's probably that when we was... started flirting with the idea. <laughs> 
Hell yeah. Awesome. And by the way, this is unedited podcast. You guys can say whatever you want, by the That's way. That's right. Um, well, and uh, look out. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, that was last year. Uh, Omega, or sorry, Okada and Cody. And I guess the night the night prior was the Kenny Omega Ishii title yeah yeah that's right yeah. they did two nights like that's right that's right now i'm now i'm getting it all in order cool and then logan i uh don't know very well yet we just know each other a little through social media and then just like seeing each other at shows and then of course what we're going to talk about today yeah which i'm really happy we can talk about this today because this happened back in april i guess a week or so before wrestlemania because i remember yeah. doing that then leaving pretty much immediately for new orleans it was late march yeah we shot it yeah. in the end of march and we've been in pretty much post-production ever since uh, but yeah, we can talk about it now. Okay, well, I'm just going to bring it up. Yeah. There is a new pro wrestling, I guess I call it a company organization. Uh, I say it, it's a it's a television show. It's a television show. To me, show. it's a TV show. Okay, uh, it's hard to kind of differentiate the two, but to me, we've made a season of television, and that's our background. Uh, we're TV and film guys, and um, so that's where we came from. We didn't necessarily come from the world of professional wrestling. We came from the world as professional wrestling fans, but as Film and TV producers. So with that, we kind of brought a little bit of a different spin, if you will, to it, even in the way that we uh, decided to create this show. Cool. Well, the show's called Dojo Pro. Yes. It's great to be able to say that out loud with the microphone <laughs> in front of me. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was secretive. Yes. And I, I said this on uh, – I was on the Kick Out of Two podcast uh, probably about the same time this comes out. And I just wanted to kind of clarify because they were like, why was it so secretive? And a lot of that was due to uh, – our own comfortability in the world of creating professional wrestling. Like to me, I want to make sure I didn't want to become press release wrestling where we put out a press release since like in six months, three months, whatever it is. And cause we didn't know how long post-production was going to take, uh, what that looked like. Cause we're new to that side of it. We're not new to production, but we're new to producing professional wrestling. So to me, it was also not going out too far, too fast and say, here's this thing. It's going to come when, I don't know, like hopefully in the summer. Like I didn't want to do that. So we kept it kind of as tight as possible, including our audience, and made sure everyone, um, to the best of our ability, kept quiet about it, including the talent, uh, partially just due to the fact that we wanted to make sure that we could present the best product we could without being under some form of ridiculous time frame of, hey, we got to turn this around in, in two weeks or something. So, well, yeah. I think I think that's really smart, especially when there's companies like Lucha Underground who tape they pre-tape uh, like a year in advance sometimes, or give or take, and those quote unquote spoilers get out yeah. there also. And I mean, I know I I believe I don't know for sure, but I believe their audience is supposed to sign non-disclosures, yeah. but they leak their information to larger sources like Ryan Satin from right. uh, Pro Wrestling Sheet and that kind of stuff, and it'll get out there. Yeah, that's it's nature of the beast. Uh, nothing. A lot of that decision yeah. too, though, was just like making sure that we. We're honest about like, yeah, like you said, we haven't produced pro wrestling before and we, we learned that post-production with pro wrestling is a different animal. It, it just – it is yeah. from, from – It's not like making a movie. It's, yeah, or just different. cutting da- together a documentary or something like that. Like it's it's much, much different and we ran into things that we didn't anticipate because we don't – we didn't – we've never done it before. And so it was – I think it was a good decision to do exactly what you were saying and just sort of like talk about it when we have something to talk about and something to show, you know. Sure. Sure, very cool. And I know that the people that um I've run into since that were also at the uh the tapings with me in yeah. the crowd, um all of them kept their mouth shut. Yeah, we had no, <laughs> so. we had no spoilers online. Now I'm sure by the time this comes out like it's all available, you can see it. Um but I would hope that professional wrestling fans including myself and, and those spoilers are part of the culture. Um 
as a fan myself, I don't necessarily connect with that because I'm kind of the opposite of the don't tell me anything about the new Star Wars movie. Don't tell me. You know, I'm that kind of fan. So to me, I kind of treat wrestling the same way where I'm like, why would I? Unless it's just reading results like sports, which I think there's part of me that does that on the occasion. Uh, if it comes to having experience, which is what I think we've built here with with Dojo Pro, a bingeable professional wrestling experience where you can start and finish it in in one night if you want, or you can finish it over the course of weeks. Um, part of it is going on this long journey uh, through this whole season because it really tells one story. It really starts at the beginning and we have a finale and it all is leading to this big finale. So to us, to me, I always looked at it as as a little bit different the way we're even telling the story. It's not this match – is inconsequential. Every match is consequential. You know, you were telling me, Dylan, we, yeah, Dylan does these YouTube covers. You may have heard. They're amazing. Uh, of yeah. uh, music. And, Thank and, you. <laughs> and Marty Skrull just used his, uh, just used your music on Best in the World. Uh, so if you go back and watch that, you can hear that's Dylan's music for his new entrance. Sorry, I'm bragging for you. Oh, I appreciate that. But you said, Shameless plug. But you did uh, one for Kenny Omega and someone commented and like spoiled the finish of the last Omega Okada. And, mm-hmm. and part of me is like, oh, yeah, that's that's the way I would react too if someone spoiled it for me because like to me I've just been on this journey for the last couple of years and though I may have an idea of where it may go I don't want someone to go out there and spoil it so that's my thought on on the whole spoiler thing I get it I get why people read it I get why people do it and part of that is because there's so much wrestling uh, when there's when you have just the WWE alone, which I'm a huge fan of, like I, I'm not one of those people that comes out and like says anything really negative I enjoy the WWE product I have a five year old son we watch it all the time. Uh, that being said, it's, you know, six, you know, with NXT, six hours of television a week plus a pay-per-view. Which then you're over 10. Then you're over 10. It's so <laughs> Usually. I get sometimes where you're like, I got to read what happened on Raw. And a lot of times it's not, again, it's not a consequence to what happens. It's just like, oh, okay, here's where the story is headed. Cool. I'll, I'll watch the big payoff there at the end. I get that a little bit more where with our show, it's, you know, kind of one continuous piece like it's almost a gauntlet match broken up into 12 episodes right now are you able to say right now where it's going to be airing yeah right now if you're listening to this now if right. i told you you can post it yes. you can watch it all right now on amazon prime if you're an amazon prime member it, you already get it for free so all you have to do is go to amazon prime search dojo pro it should pop right up if it doesn't or you just want to go see our website which is nice and cool go to dojopro.co that's right, CO, mainly because that's fun to say, dojopro.co. And uh, you'll be able to find out all the, the talents on there. I'm fine to talk about that too. Uh, find out a little bit more information about them. Find out about the show. And you can also uh, go from there to our Amazon link. If you're in the U.S. or the U.K., you can watch it for free right now if you're a Prime member. And if you're not a Prime member, you can watch it on Amazon also uh, just for a, a small – it's a couple bucks. You know, It's not much. Very cool. Also, pro wrestling tees. Yeah, we also stuff. have merchandise. Yeah. So uh, we're already we'll, we'll get yeah. You can click merch on that website too. I'll take you to pro wrestling tees. So we had that up before anything. <laughs> awesome, that's <laughs> important. Got to hit it from all angles. Exactly, like exactly. Hundred percent, man. And for anyone who has has Amazon Prime, like myself, yeah. um, it's most of America. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I'll do a cheap plug for myself since we're on the top of Amazon. Amazon Prime, if you like video games and you're on Twitch. If you have Amazon Prime, you can link it to your Twitch account, get Twitch Prime for free, and you can subscribe to my YouTube channel. There you go. Or sorry, my YouTube channel, my Twitch channel. Um, no YouTube channel at this point. But uh, I know you had mentioned uh, a handful of times, like this is like the culmination of like at least a year's year or two or however long it's been now of, of work and thought. I know me and Dylan talked at the Southern Underground show 
uh, a couple months back, and you had actually mentioned to me that the original idea may have been like a kids show, somewhere like the Power Rangers. <laughs> well, it was yeah, yeah. It was just it was one. Of, it was don't give up too much. I don't want to give know. up too much. Oh, I'm sorry. It was I a separate. Yeah. It was a separate idea that this sort of spawned off. I guess it's yeah. Okay. Way to say. We don't have to get too deep no, into I, that that side of it. But, it yeah. Part of it, I have a, like I said, I have a son who's a hardcore wrestling fan. Not a fan of hardcore wrestling. He, well, he yeah, he does like that too. But he's he's a big wrestling fan. So um, my background is is I came from Children's Sullivan. So I worked at Nickelodeon. I worked with uh, Walt Disney World. I've worked with all pretty much the major brands and kids entertainment. So some doors are open for us to do some stuff down there. Now, Dojo Pro, what came out of that uh, may have spawned there. But the show itself, the brand, the concept, we came up with just about a year ago. Uh, and And really a lot of it is we are huge fans and – we knew we had an amazing crew who could put together an incredible-looking television show. And it would be fun to learn this side. And we had some amazing connections that would just sort of pop up where we would end up in these meetings with people that we would be shocked whether it was Eric Bischoff or whether it was people with Ring of Honor because that's part of our show is we have a connection with Ring of Honor. We're a partner with them. So we were able to kind of come up with an idea that would uh, not only create a unique uh, viewing experience but also – expose us to how this all works and if we could kind of come up with something that's new uh, to it. But that being said, it's definitely a show. um, The action isn't necessarily what we'd say. It's not like for kids, but it's, you could watch it with your family. There's not, no really profanity. Uh, There's no real extreme violence. Uh, It is very hard hitting. The wrestling is really good. I don't want to like downplay that because I think that that comes off wrong. It's not like a kid's perform professional wrestling, but it is something you could watch with your family and there's not going to be anything that's going to really you know, throw them off. It's definitely a, 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 a product that is to me interesting because you have people like Joey Janela on this. You have people um, who come from a world where it's extremely violent, comes from a world of extreme, definitely an 18 and up audience. And we're able to see how good these guys are, even if they're, uh, packaged for in all ages audience, if you will. I mean, it's it's pretty fun. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily watch this with like a two year old, but you know, if your kid is seven, ten, something like that, it's it's going to be great. You're going to ha- really enjoy the wrestling and be able to share that with them. Very cool. Now, I know you mentioned you did the Kick Out of Two podcast a few days ago, and uh, that's run by Jesse Butler yep. and the Wilt Man over there. But Jesse, of course, one of the promoters, owners of Southern Underground. I'm assuming that was probably a pretty pretty good connection, helping to get you guys talent for absolutely. Jesse, uh, I've said this. I feel like we stole half the talent from from his lineups. He he definitely gave us lists of people, and and some of that was being exposed to those guys uh, via him. I ran into him a year and a year and a half ago, or so um, right before WrestleMania last year, uh, at a comic book store, and we met. And he had a flyer for Southern Underground Pro, and I, I looked at it. It was like it looked like a punk rock flyer, and I was like, I don't really know any of these names. And at that point, we were watching some stuff that was happening on the Indies. But we weren't necessarily as as familiar with it. And through Jesse and through Southern Underground Pro and then through honestly going to WrestleMania that year and seeing uh, the buzz around what was happening with Ring of Honor at the time. This is in Orlando. This is Orlando. Yeah. So I was going to NXT that night and, and a bunch of my friends were like, we're going to see the Bucks fight the Hardys. I was like, what? You're driving an hour and a half or whatever for that? Like, that sounds cool, I guess. But like, I wasn't that familiar. And then – it was like the blinders came off when they sent me that match. I was like, wow, this is amazing. And then I, we went to see Southern Underground Pro and, um, you know, heard all these names, saw some of these people that have been hearing the names of the last year, whether it's your Joey or whether it's even some of the guys like Carrie Awful and Kevin Koo who are on our show. Uh, it, it's been really, a really cool experience getting to know them and, uh, 
seeing, I mean, there's guys who I saw at the Lair last show that I was like, man, I, if we get to do this again, if we're blessed enough to do this again, you know, those couple guys I, I want to see. Dude, and, and is that going to be based on like, uh, future seasons of this? Is it going to be based basically on the success of whatever, I guess, numbers you see yeah. come through Amazon for this one? And essentially, I, I don't, I don't want to say it's just straight up numbers. There's a lot of factors. Sure. Numbers, uh, uh, and that's somewhat, you know, obviously financial numbers, but it's also just viewers, which is different. Uh, what we can forecast to a next season, what other partners we can work with. Cause like I said, part of our show structure, if you're not familiar with it, is, uh, it's essentially, like I said, it, it's almost, I, I, the easiest way to explain it is if you're a fan of the sort of the old fighting games like a Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat, uh, or Tekken, it's kind of that format, but as a, wrestling TV show. So people start at the bottom of a ladder, work their way up to their number one ranked. 12 wrestlers are ranked. When they win the number one match, the, when they get to the essentially the boss, which ours is number one ranked Jeff Cobb. Yes. Uh, you know, that when that match happens, whoever wins that match, be it the white belt at the time, because we have two belts. We have a white belt and a black belt. Right, Dylan? That's right. <laughs> yes, that is correct. And the white belt is essentially a baton that gets passed up all the way to the top. And then uh, the black belt kind of hangs over everyone. And that last match is the black belt match, which don't skip to it. Just watch. You can, but no, I don't want you to. Just watch the whole thing. Trust it's me. It's worth watching the whole It'll thing. It'll be much better if you just watch it all the way through. Uh, whoever wins that then goes on to Ring of Honor to fight for the television championship. So they get a, an automatic TV title shot. So that's where our kind of connection with Ring of Honor comes in. But depending on what future seasons hold, we have a lot of different ideas of what season two, season three, season four could look like. They may not be exactly the same format. Or may just change some little things here and there. Uh, because our show, when you watch it, it, every show opens with a video package that tells a story of a wrestler. It's very real. Like, I, there, are, there are moments that are, you know, you have your carry offals that are these like big kind of fun characters. Over the top. Over the top kind of guys. But, and they're great. But then you also have guys like Brandon Cutler who has been, you know, was in PWG with his brother and now is coming back. And all of that, all of his story, there's nothing – there's nothing fake about that. Like that is 100 percent. Yeah, his story. It, it, so there is a, a bit of a blurred line there. So I, I think we're going to appeal to everybody. But what season two, season three, season four hold? It will really just depend on. I mean, our plan right now is we're we're moving ahead. So uh, I would assume you'll see a season two within a year. But we'll uh, we'll see. That's awesome. If not sooner. Um, is there any date or time frame set? I'll, I'm not going to give any spoilers away. I want people to watch the show, but as far as the person who wins this tournament yeah. and earns the shot of the TV title at Ring of Honor. I will say it will happen in the next couple months. I can't say exactly when. I know when, but as of right now, uh, I they have other events. I'll say that. They have other events before ours, so I want to make sure that we don't you know, do anything that they're not comfortable with. But it will be in the fall. It will happen, and uh, that that match will happen soon. We'll tell you when, and uh, trust me, I think they'll tell you when as well. So uh, keep an eye out on that. And the arc story exists in its own bubble, where I feel like you don't necessarily have to have that match to to pay off the series. I think the series has a payoff, and it has a big finale. It really does. It's very self contained. It's like a yeah. It's like a nice bonus to me it, when when we were kind of conceptualizing the story, or not the story, the, the concept of the show, and creating it. To me, at the end of it. I liked the idea that our belt isn't just a belt. Like it comes with uh, rewards almost. It's like when, if you win Miss America or you win American Idol or you win whatever, usually it's you win, sure, you'll win the trophy. But what does that trophy also come with? So one of the concepts that ended up um, 
coming from Ring of Honor was that they would get a, a title shot, a TV title shot. And uh, we thought that was absolutely perfect for the show. So it's again, it's almost like the bonus on top. And it's great for these guys. You know, we have uh, 12 or 13 wrestlers that are in the season. And, you know, they're getting not only to be seen by uh, people from hopefully all over the world that want to watch professional wrestling, but also with our direct connection with Ring of Honor. You know, obviously they're going to be seen by some some great people. And, I mean, great names you guys got involved. I mean, you talked about Joey Janela just a moment yeah. ago. He's the WWN champion as of right now. I mean, yeah, he's basically awesome. like the, the free-roaming <laughs> champion of the independent scene right yeah, now. Right. And, I mean, having his name attached to this is going to be huge for you guys, I believe. Yeah, I mean, I can I can just go out, go through the list if you want me to. Absolutely. All man, right, go for so it. we got, uh, like I said, Jeff Cobb. We got Shane Strickland, MJF. was great. They're all great. Aaron Solo, Ricky Starks, James Storm, uh, Brandon Cutler, Joey Janela. Uh, Corey Hollis, Wheeler Yuta, Gunnar Miller, Kevin Koo, who am I forgetting here? Carrie Offal. Carrie, yeah. And uh, we also have appearance. I don't think it's a spoiler for this. Um, look for our refs. We have some cool refs. Also, uh, for our finale, we have Todd Sinclair from Ring of Honor comes, and he's he's our, our kind of the bridging the gap between the two uh, brands, if you will, for that finale. He was a nice guy. I actually uh, talked to Todd Super Sinclair nice. for a second after yeah. after the tapings myself. Um, are we allowed to talk about who else was in the house as a fan? Uh, uh let's, somebody. No, let's not. Let's not talk about that. okay, <laughs> let's that's okay. Not. Let's okay. make that call. Okay, <laughs> that's, yeah, to, that's totally yeah. fine. You'll, you'll know who we're talking about, right? But, and uh, yeah, but yeah. Okay, yeah. Can, we can steer clear of that. That's no problem. Yeah. Dylan, will you be providing most of the music for this thing? Most of it, yes. So both. Um, I mean, obviously, a few of the wrestlers own their own entrance music, and we use that. Um, but I wrote most of the entrance music for the uh, for all the talent, as well as the score stuff for the video packages. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was a lot. It was honestly a lot of music. (laughs) It was a lot of fun. He wrote a record of music. (laughs) That's, I think, the post-production stuff that we weren't necessarily as sure of what it's going to be. A lot of it was, you know, I did the first edit on everything, and Dylan did every bit of music here except for the couple of guys. So, you know, when we come from the film and TV background, a lot of that is you're creating 30 minutes, you're creating two hours, you're creating – Right. It's not you're creating – what our show ends up running, uh, you know, five six hours uh, total. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of stuff. <laughs> well, yeah, and also you're you're dealing with a, a relatively small crew for a project yeah. like this, and so you're all doing several things. So that's you know, it's not your only responsibility. So it's you know, it was it's it's one of those things where like, you know, we've talked about it for next time. Like post production is actually I think something that that I wouldn't say I underestimated, but I just didn't know what to expect, and yeah. I it was. Yeah, we will definitely learn, I think, a lot from that next time. So For sure. Very cool. Yeah. What else you got going on music-wise right now? Because like, I, I retweeted a couple of your uh, – like NoDQ.com had uh, put out some of your stuff actually. Yeah, I only cool. knew about it because you oh, <laughs> you cool. tweeted about it. And yeah. I know those guys pretty well. Jeff Meachin has been on my show a handful of times. Yeah. And uh, there's uh, they're good guys over there. So when I saw that they had picked up on your stuff, I immediately was like – NoDQ showing some love out there to yeah. Nashville native, you know what I yeah. mean? Uh, so what else you got going on with that right now, man? Just just keep I'm, grinding on it. I'm just sticking with a monthly uh, pro wrestling cover on YouTube. And um, yeah, it's uh, I, I usually release those on the 15th. And then, um, yeah, and then it's, it's led to some crazy stuff. Like you yeah. said, Marty Marty used my version of his entrance music at Best Your in the covers World. Aren't, I don't want people to think of, like if they never heard them, they're like these big. Usually they're orchestral versions. Yeah, of it's not just like a you on guitar music. just being like, you know, playing <laughs> yeah. it. There are these big pro- 
production. You're a music producer. So these right. are big production versions of these songs. You right. did a big one for Nakamura, right? Yes. A while back. And now they're using an actual song done by an artist with vocals and right. stuff. Right. That's for him. true. And yeah. I would not be surprised if they had, if they had possibly heard your stuff. Yeah, I wouldn't never, be surprised. You never know. He he retweeted. They definitely it. heard your stuff. Yeah. They definitely heard it. Yeah, you yeah. know they, they heard to. it, yeah. right? They but yeah, it's led to some cool stuff like Marty using it, but also um, actually I did one for the Young Bucks, um, covered their entrance music along with some of the music from Being the Elite, which their dad writes all of that. Right. And so anyway, it, I'm actually playing uh, in a band with him at Starcast as one of the events at Starcast. Uh, <laughs> so a jam awesome. session with Papa Buck. It's me, Papa Buck, Matt Coon. Uh, and Frankie Kazarian are playing a band <laughs> together. So, up there playing? Yeah, that's awesome. So it's going to be a lot of fun. SCU. I think it's on Thursday night. Yeah, SCU. <laughs> so yeah, no, it's it's it was unexpected, but but also helped me in this, you know, as well because I don't know. Yeah, they're those guys. A lot of them that that Dylan talked about too are people that are so supportive of independent wrestling in general and shows like ours that strive for really high production quality while presenting a completely different kind of pro wrestling television experience. Uh, I think that's what was really cool was to see how many people, um, you know, I don't want to name too many names, people from all over the map when it came to pro wrestling uh, really kind of showed their uh, appreciation for what we were going for and helped out whenever they could, whether that was the talent who is happy to share the word or to give us suggestions, or it was other wrestlers or other producers who we just became friends with who were always available on the phone if we needed them or text to be like, Hey, this has happened. What do you think? And there were so many people that did that, uh, who really were just kind of off the record, unofficial advisors. Uh, yeah, or even just like we, we have a spot in the ladder when we need to fill. Do you have any recommendations? Yeah. We, we took a lot of recommendations sure. from, from so, yeah. yeah. The beginning of the show says it's ranked by industry leaders. Uh, and you'll hear that. And a lot of that is because we had a lot of people who gave us advice and a lot of people that gave us suggestions, whether that's people like Jesse, like you said, at Southern Underground Pro, or people from the highest level of professional wrestling. I'll just say that, um, who would say, Hey, maybe you should check out this guy or even from, even with our refs, you know, some of that, you know, so that came from, from a lot of those people. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it really was cool because you hear a lot of things I feel like as a wrestling fan and sometimes you hear a lot of the negatives and you know, we've worked in different fan communities before and, and you see the positive, you see the negative. I'm sure there'll be plenty of both uh, for our show. But I will say from a production point of view, it was incredible to work with some of these people. Even just people that we became friendly with through Ring of Honor or through uh, other connections. It was really cool to just, again, to have these people have a – essentially go through my phone. I think Dylan once said it's like my phone looks like the, uh, looks like the Attitude Era. Uh, and just being able to, yeah. to call or text people for advice and thoughts. You know, we very much came out this um, – as professional wrestling fans, so we created a show that I believe is uh, representative somewhat of who we are as fans when it comes to the style of wrestling, the style of the set, the style of everything. Mm-hmm. Whether that was some of our you know, more martial arts um, influences or our video game influences or uh, influences from my son or, or through other fans. And, and it it just kind of is this big mashup and it's a lot of fun. Uh, but a lot of it was just spending about a year of time from really when we came up with the name of the show uh, to where the show is airing uh, is is a pretty quick turnaround. You know, for a te- television show, that is fast. Now, for a pro wrestling promotion, yeah, sure, a lot of times they'll shoot a show where they'll do it live. Uh, but for us, it was taking the time and taking the care to make sure it was done right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're not just looking at 12 matches. You're looking at 12 uh, intros. You're looking at 12, like, video packages that build to the matches. Like, it, And it was yeah. all – 
you know, like there was a lot of moving parts and like the interview stuff, like we, we have experience with. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I keep saying, like it's the, the people who produce pro wrestling, like there's a lot of work that goes into it. Yeah, obviously. It really is. Yeah. yeah there's, there's, sure. and like Dylan said, we came in from the world of documentary filmmaking. Our last project was a documentary we did with Dick Van Dyke last year that toured film festivals last year. So you could not really have two more opposite ends of the spectrum <laughs> right, right. when you have a Dick Van Dyke goes home. It's welcome home. Dick Van Dyke goes to his hometown for the first time in 60 years or whatever and has this great experience and we follow them around and there's interviews and there's stories and it's it's sweet and it's this great package. We tour it around and it should be actually – it's not released yet publicly but it will be out probably by the end of the year. But then you have uh, us going into the exact opposite realm, which is a little bit what I feel like I throw a lot of – our crew into, which is uh, let's learn a bit of media that we don't know and, and see where it goes. And thankfully, Dylan and I are huge fans, as well as now I feel like we've converted about half our crew to huge fans. Awesome. So, yeah. Very cool. Um, you know, you, we'd run down some of the list of the competitors that are going to be uh, on the show. And, you know, of course, there are guys like uh, like Shane Strickland, like Jeff Cobb, both who people may know from Lucha Underground, yeah. Matanza and uh, Killshot. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then some newer faces, like I'd never seen Yuta before. Yeah. I'd never watched him. And now it's like even – and I consider myself to be pretty on the pulse of like indie pro wrestling. I'm, I'm obsessed. I'm a giant nerd for this stuff. So like when I see somebody I've never even heard of before, it's like a a light goes off. I'm like, well, I got to see – I got to find out everything I can about him. And since that show, I've noticed he's working all over the place. Yeah. Um. So there's – A couple of these guys have been very, very lucky to the fact that I think we, we got them right before. And now it's coming out and you have names like you said, like Shane Strickland. Uh, and Wheeler Yuta, who are just popping everywhere, and Joey, and I mean Joey's already doing so much before, but even now, just I feel like the, the name recognition has gone through the roof for a lot of these guys. Jeff Cobb's working New Japan, you right. know. This is uh, it's a cool time. And and with all those names, was there any difficulty? Because I know, like I know quite a few promoters, like Jesse and other guys who run maybe smaller shows, and they're constant. It's card subject to change. It's constantly, constantly. Did you guys have to deal with anything like that, or a lot yeah. of like, people dropping yeah. in, coming yes. out? Yeah, <laughs> for okay. sure. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's a secret no, yeah, tell story. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, our first match of the show got changed completely. Uh, last minute. At the last minute. I don't want to go to like who was booked or who wasn't booked necessarily. Sure. Uh, cause, um, but it was supposed to be a multi man match. I'll say that. And multiple injuries, uh, came up. It was all legitimate reasons. It was all like, legitimate. No one, yeah. no one, no like, one, no, no, show, no one good, good. had any problem. Yeah. That's the one thing I can say. With this, I feel like generation of wrestler, um, everyone is incredibly respectful. Everyone was incredibly great to work with, for sure. And we had no problems like that. It was legitimate injury issues that came up because we're booking a show, and they have matches the night before, and they have matches the day before, and you know that's what happens. Uh, <laughs> oddly, uh, three of them from this multi-man match got injured, or two of them, and because one was injured, another one couldn't come, and he got injured actually the next week, or maybe was already injured. So we did deal with that, and um, there, you know, when you'll see the set, there are these two giant banners that hang of uh, almost like an anime-style banner of each one of the wrestlers. Uh, it, we lucked out uh, that we happened to have one made for a wrestler and we were able to fill that spot and, and adjust what the show was. And because we had one guy who was there next year, I'm booking like 10 reserves and creating all <laughs> these banners and we'll just run some dark matches for people and throw them up as bonus because I realized that we were very lucky that 
that didn't happen. And very lucky that, you know, we, we at least other than some stuff that happens within the show, uh, you know, it, it all went off pretty well and we didn't have any major problems. But uh, you'll, you'll take a look and see. It's a little wild. You know, we're not on camera. We're not these uh, you know, figureheads of this show. I was even talking to you. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be out there doing these kind of interviews. Right. Because I don't want this show to be uh, seen as our project as much as I'd like it to be seen as a showcase of this amazing talent. Uh, the show is, you know, we talked about here in Nashville. When I first moved here, I worked a little bit in like the music industry and we'd all go to these shows, these showcases of people and people would sit and rub their chins and go, hmm, yeah, it's good. And there's like a dozen fans that would be like, oh yeah, they're great. And they'd be freaking out over them. And those bands, a lot of them would get signed to a record label that dude. And like, to me, that's the dream. To me, it wasn't about building a roster that, um, Yes, hopefully we can bring back a lot of the people next season. We get to have some fun with that. But if all of them get signed, awesome. You know, I feel like we've helped at least a small bit in showcasing this whole list of people. And the only person who really comes in with like extremely you know rich history would be James Storm, and he fits very creatively into our story, which is. When you get halfway up the ladder, there's a spot reserved for essentially a, a veteran, uh, and and it's almost like your 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 midway point roadblock. And can the wrestler overcome that one, or would he take it and run with it? You'll have to see and find out. But you know, to me, that he's really the only one that comes into this with that extreme of a background, twenty plus years of of professional wrestling at some of the highest levels. Even our guys who are ranked number one, like a Jeff Cobb, or or number two, like a Shane Strickland come into this with, yes, they've done Lucha Underground, they're popping over here and there and there, but if they all show up in, in New Japan or WWE or Ring of Honor, uh, fantastic, you know, great. That's what I'd love. I'd love to see that this be a uh, a springboard for those guys. Now, it's not to say like a few years down the road when we're doing a season, what I'd like eventually to have a, a roster that's ours, sure, why not? But I don't know if that's where this show goes. It, we'll just have to see. Yeah, because of the Ring of Honor tie-in, it almost, yeah. it it Right now, it's perfect that it's that it's something that that yeah, like you said, people can use as a sort of a springboard yeah. to the next stage of their career. But it happens to be something that's you know a high production value and that people thing. can easily watch. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing. At least I can say this: a lot of the guys who sent us their you know footage or or someone would send us a match, uh, whether one of our advisors would send us, hey, take a look at this guy, this guy. A lot of times, the quality was not quite. It was, it was almost hard to watch sometimes being like, oh, what am I watching? Is this guy, I think this guy's good, but you know, it's shot with an, an iPhone in the corner and it's shaking and I can't really, at least what we can say is we've produced a really visually high quality show that these guys then, then take and also send to people and say, here's what I can do. And here is a really, you know, what feels to be a high intensity, high production quality uh, version of, of them, whether, whether it's the entrance whether it's the match, you know, everything, you know, hopefully the interviews, the interviews shouts pretty high production quality because that's our background. I like that. I like that a lot. You guys are totally you, you nailed it on the on the head with that with the high production. I mean, because you really you don't get a whole lot of that on the on the indie scene. I mean, you might get some stuff on like Powerbomb TV that's shot from you know good companies that do that do oh, good yeah. work. But uh, I, I'm expecting a lot of this because obviously being there in the crowd for this during the taping is like I could see the setup. I could see the, the different camera angles. I could I know we we did a lot of stuff where you were coming out. We we made sure, you know, the audio sounded right. We're doing chants. We're making sure, you know, the energy is high. Um, so, you know, and I'm also looking forward to seeing this in order because when you're there watching it live, it's shot 
out of order. Yeah. And, you know, obviously I can put it together. Okay, this is this is how it's going to go. But I'm really looking forward to seeing, like, the finished products. I'm really, really looking forward well, to I it. I hope you do. I, I, I enjoy it. I've watched this thing 1 through 12, I mean, hundreds of times. I think Dylan has as well. And it's a uh, Dylan's rubbing his head right now. Yeah, Dylan. I feel bad. I, I've watched it. Let's say I've watched it dozens of times. Dylan's legitimately just due to the audio and mixing our commentary. And our commentary is done by um, Mark Warzeka, who you may know from New Japan. He does all of the pre-shows for New Japan, and he does some of their matches as well. But he does all the pre-shows through Rocky Romero for their big event. So just did Dominion uh, before that. Did Wrestle Kingdom. Like he, you'll you'd recognize him if you saw him. If you don't know his name, uh, and he came in. He did our commentary for us. Uh, and kills it. And we recorded it uh, over WrestleMania weekend. Yeah, in yeah, New we recorded Orleans. it in because uh, yeah, he was Orleans. in town. And it just worked out really. Yeah, well, and it works really well. The whole show is is fun. You know, I think kind of somewhat take your your wrestling fan that just listen to this podcast off and try to just go enjoy it as a TV show. Uh, I'm obviously as a wrestling fan, but like knowing now sort of the behind the scenes and just try to enjoy it. You know, one through twelve and see. Uh, if you like where this journey goes, because I think that you'll not only see some really great wrestling, uh, but you'll get a compelling story that is uh, was really fun to be a part of, of shaping. And I love tournament formats. You know, like it, it really watching the show. I think for people that like, grew up in the '90s, like myself, it, it looks kind of like a Street Fighter tournament. You know, yeah. And and I I love that. And and you know, I think I even was telling you when we were together at Southern Underground, uh, Dylan, that we were. Or that rather that I really like the tournament format in general because of companies like New Japan, like they're constantly it's like one tournament with a goal and like a prize. Whereas like the WWE, I'm a fan as well, but I'm also aware that it's for a younger audience, that it's more storyline driven. Whereas that's why I gravitate towards companies like Ring of Honor, why I think I'm gonna like something like Do- Dojo Pro because you you really see like it's it's more of like a sport aspect right. in a, in a ranking system and and there's a and it's it's based on there's a there's a championship at the end and the championship is what's valuable and that's what people are trying to to achieve versus like you know um, I hate you you ba- hate me right. that's yeah, yeah. Ba- I think Bailey uh, I tweeted it because it was so ridiculous like on Monday this past this past Monday I think believe I believe Bailey said something like to Sasha Banks they have a story a storyline feud about like prove Snoop Dogg is your cousin. You know, and it's like, I don't care about if someone's cousin is, you know what I mean? I want to see like, I want to see a, a, a actual, who, who wants to fight for the belt? Who wants to be the champion? You know, that, that's what I'm, that's what I'm I, I'm pretty proud of the, um, of the, like the sports-like feel it has. I yeah. think even with some of the more over-the-top characters, like once they, get, once they get in the ring, it feels like a sport to me. As 100%. far as, even just Mark's commentary, he calls it very straightforwardly and I love the way he calls it. It's, it's. It's kind of different than what yeah. I think people are it's used to hearing. Solo man, kind of like a, I've got to say, it almost sounds like you're listening to boxing on the radio. Like it has a little bit of that vibe to it. Uh, definitely still wrestling, definitely still exciting, but it's this. Yeah, it's just different. He's doing both color and comment and and play by play, and he does a really great job. And and that's again something to just come up with something different. I think a lot of independent shows um, that I've seen, and I've been to a bunch of them. I'd say Jesse is an exception, definitely not doing this, and a lot of people aren't doing it. But some of the ones you're exposed to. Uh, even independent professional wrestling television shows are producing a version of the WWE. Sure. Like it's like WWE light. Yeah. And you know, I look at WWE as a production guy and go, yeah, we don't have a billion dollars. You know, that is not going to be what our show looks like. So why try to copy it? Uh, I would rather try to come up with something that we know we can still produce at a high production quality and also present a different kind of, I'd rather be a different style of show than try to, to compete or something like that, because that's ridiculous. And it helps too that like 
as far as the sports-like part of it goes, that at every match there's something on, on the line. Right. It's whether or not you advance. It's, it's win or go home kind of thing every time. And so it's just like it helps because, like, you can knock out an episode and kind of be satisfied by knowing the outcome of, like, okay, this is where the show's going. But but also, like, you could you could sit down and binge it, but you can also come back to it on your lunch break. And it's like the because they're all under 30 minutes, it's just a really – easily digestible sort of format Absolutely. to where like you can watch it at your at your leisure because i know me like i love binging shows but most of the time i don't have time to binge shows <laughs> sure and so but it is nice that like i don't have to sit down for for four or five hours you know to to get the whole story because this is like like you're saying it's one story yeah throughout the whole it's thing. one story you know from the beginning to the end there are obviously little stories that play out in between but with 12 episodes all under 30 minutes and they're all available right now you can literally go start it and you can finish it tonight if you wanted to or you said you can break it up every day watch it on your lunch break break it over the course of 12 months whatever you want to do i'd encourage you to watch it sooner it's better for us uh and uh, go watch them and enjoy it and take it in and uh you know like dylan said it's this kind of hybrid of of more of a sports feel because you'll be able to see when you go pick your episode we don't spoil anything uh but you'll see who the competitor is like those 12 competitors the way it's ranked is you will know who's next yeah who's going to be introduced next so if you know joey janela comes in at this episode so you can go and you can see that you won't know who he's fighting but you'll know like that's where he Mm-hmm. He, he enters Dojo Pro. So with that, it's a, kind of in your mind, like think, okay, well, like if this schedule. guy goes, yeah, what's going to happen if this guy gets here? Are they going to face each other? And I guess kind of a better version of what I was trying to say a second ago is every match, there's not a match you're going to watch that doesn't matter to the larger story. And some of them came in to me. I was a, a I was a WCW kid. I grew oh, up me in, too, 100%. in Atlanta. Me like, too. To me, from, yeah. I'm from Marietta. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And dude, WCW was religion to me. And Always in the back of my head, like whenever – most of the time, whenever Hulk Hogan or whoever would have a match, it was for the title. And Michael Buffer would come out and say, this is for you know, the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. And there was something about that as a kid that always made it feel like anything could happen and anything was possible because, one, they do it occasionally. But it always had stakes. Even if the endings were screwy and had interesting finishes, there was always something. Typically, the matches were – held in a little bit different of a thing where, like you said, the reason why you can sometimes read what happens on certain wrestling shows and go, okay, well, that's going to lead to this storyline, which is going to lead to the pay-per-view, which is here. I like the idea that every match of ours is for our white belt or eventually the black belt. And it does mean something. You know, if someone's eliminated, you don't see them again. You know, that's it. They're gone. Uh, Maybe in another season, but right now, that's it. You know, it's not like they come back for revenge and there's also, you know, that's not part of this. This is a, like you said, it's a tournament style. It's a street fighter, Mortal Kombat. It's however you want to treat it that kind of way. It's that kind of story. Uh, so everything does have, you know, consequences. And some of that is that some of that was growing up. I feel like on wrestling where it did feel like the sports side of it had consequences each and every week. Dude, we could do an entire podcast on just WCW. Oh, yeah. Like that, like that's, I'm the same way. I grew up on WCW and even, and even then, like all their titles, like the Cruiserweight title, that was like as important as anything. And it was the best matches and all the guys who wound up becoming superstars in the WWE later on. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what, I mean, I'm the typical WCW kid that was brought into it for the reasons of the NWO and Hulk Hogan and all that. But then, you know, fell in love with your Chris Jericho and your Eddie Guerrero and those guys that were coming through WCW at the time. And, you know, I watched until the day it died, and uh, I can't, I uh, was a huge fan. And being able to work with people like Eric, though Eric is not like, necessarily official advisor on the show, he's somewhat been like a mentor to us. 
and to me where at least I can call and text if I need him or I need some advice. And, um, you know, to have that as a fan is crazy. Uh, it's been weird to have that almost in my back pocket to know that we could have that kind of a connection to somebody who is only in it just to be nice. <laughs> you know, he's not getting anything off this show. It's not his show. He, he didn't produce it or I mean, he just was being nice. And that's what we kind of kept running into is a lot of people who were just even Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor had no uh, I mean, they obviously have stake in our show in the idea of if it's a success, obviously it's great for them, but they didn't run this show. They didn't create this show. You know, this is our show. And, uh, you know, they just really love the idea and love the concept and partnered with us in a way that was um, surprising. You know, it was not our, our – it was uh, – obviously we hoped this is what would happen and we'd have a great connection with them. But, you know, they could have easily said no. And instead, they took a risk on our production, uh, knowing that we came from a TV and film background, knowing that uh, our, at a minimum, the production quality was going to be good, that they could trust us a little bit with their brand. You know, if you watch the show, the Ring of Honor brand is everywhere. And they are not, in a good way, have not, have not been like controlling of our show at all. Uh, it's really been awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. So much so I'm like, come on, you, you can no, <laughs> you control a little bit more. No, they uh, that really it's been a partnership of them uh, wanting to see some great wrestling and, and and really offer something cool to to their viewer to tell also a great story in their show later on. Absolutely, and you know, mentioned Eric Bischoff. I, yeah. That's really cool that you're you're able to get some help from him. Sure. You know, and he's a. Uh, I don't get starstruck too often, <laughs> but I met him in the Nashville Fairgrounds when he was doing one of the shows at Freedom Pro. Yeah. Completely froze. Completely <laughs> froze and couldn't even get a word out. And I, I kid you not, it was the most embarrassing moment of my life. I started doing, you know, Triple H comes out to the ring and he gets up on the turnbuckles and starts doing like the bow thing with uh-huh. his hands. I just started doing that at Eric Bischoff. I thought you were going to say he spit away. up into the air. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> spit water at him. Yeah, yeah, I was like, that's not, you're not going to hey, hey, Eric, reaction. check this out. Um, so, <laughs> but, Guess uh, what I can do? Yeah, I can do the Triple right. H. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like, uh, so you're like about 30 years old, man? Or yeah. what's, what's going on? <laughs> exactly. And I think uh, I, I felt that way too. We first, you know, had a, had a drink with him and hung out. Uh, it, it's hard not to, as I said, growing up with WCW as uh, really what was my weekly television, must-see television and what I got into hardcore. I mean, I was a – I had a professional wrestling WCW themed bar mitzvah for goodness sake, dude! I uh, I had bar mitzvah when I was thirteen. Also, well, there you Small go. World. Was yours wrestling? It wasn't wrestling themed. No. no, see, dude, I was too embarrassed. I was oh. too embarrassed. I was I've seen pictures of this one. It oh, was, I, I wish was I was invited. Oh, Ty Goldberg signed my bar mitzvah album. Oh, uh, no, one, no one better than oh, Goldberg uh, maybe, to do that. Well, Especially yes. being from Atlanta and Jewish. Exactly, exactly. So that was a, a big deal. Uh, but to me, that's the same. And I, I told this to Dylan. There are I I talk to Eric all the time, and I I really like him. He's a great guy. Uh, but there are moments where it's hard to like disconnect the like to be full businessman with him because he knows like our background in media and everything. He knows what we're capable of doing, what we've done. So the part of the back of my head has to just be like, okay, Logan, keep it together, keep it together. Talk, talk to him. He's 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 your he he could be your your mentor, he could be your advisor, your peer, whatever. But just you know, listen. Uh, <laughs> and he's been, it's been cool with, with people like him. And then um, you have someone like Brandon Cutler who's on the show. You may not people may not know him. He grew up with the Young Bucks. Uh, was trained with them and trained by them. We tell that story in this show and they were a, a part of getting him on, you know, on our radar because he was just making his big comeback. So there's people that just, and, and a lot of people within Ring of Honor who were just wanting to also not only just help their friends, but to showcase cool and, and unique talent. Um, I think that's part of what's cool Dojo Pro is you do have the guys from, you said from Lucha Underground, like your, your Shane or Jeff Cobb, but then you also have 
uh, Carrie Awful, who brings in almost like a Memphis-style wrestling. Then you have uh, Yuta, who brings in a little bit of Lucha, a little bit of Japanese-style professional wrestling. Then you have uh, you know kind of a more charismatic Ricky Starks-type figure that's a bit more over the top. And, and like I said, maybe a little bit more what you've seen. He's been in the WWE. He's done those matches before. Um, there's a mix of almost all kinds of wrestling within this. And I think that what, what somewhat makes it cool is uh, even the way the story is told, though it's easy to understand. And once you see it, you'll really get it. Uh, we're also able to really just clash all these different kinds of styles when it comes to the way not just the story can be told, but actual professional wrestling. So that's something that I, when we were working on who we were going to pick, that's why some of these names you may be like, I don't necessarily have never heard that name. We'll just give them a shot because they're there for a reason. I can tell the listeners right now. I mean, I've seen the shows. I was there live for all three yeah. of the days of taping. I, I went. I've seen every minute of what you guys <laughs> filmed, at least in, in front of other yeah, the, people. The and, stuff, yeah. And and I uh, I will highly recommend watching this for everybody listening. I mean, it's something that I've been biting my tongue since it was filmed <laughs> because I've been wanting to tell people, you know, to check it out and to keep their eyes open for it. Well, now is the time. Now you the can time. finally talk. It uh, feels, feels good. good. It's hot in here, though. I wish it was cooler. Oh, I'm here recording. Yeah. I feel like I'm sweating talking about the show so much. <laughs> Shows you I'm, I'm in ring shape. That's how it works. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Logan's blown uh, up already. Blown up here talking about the show. <laughs> and I do want I do want to ask you, Logan, uh, as kind of like one of the last things here, because I think we covered everything uh, pretty pretty much start to finish of yeah. of the show. And I mean, I hope that people are excited. I, I needed to ask you because so like last week, um, I googled your name. I was like, I got to see if. See what I'll see what's out there. For All me. right. What, what do I know? What do I know? Okay. That's always. I I'm just. It's very interesting to me as somebody who is trying to do my own thing. Yeah. You know, through podcasting, through Twitch, through yeah. uh, MMA on point, through just various. From what I was reading, you finished school at like 14 or 15 years yeah. old, and then you and then worked took, at Full Sail. And then and... took 15 years to do anything. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, I went to uh, Full Sail University where they have NXT now. Right. Uh, back before it was as big and massive as it was, uh, I was 15. I'm 32 now, so that will tell you. Been a been a few years. Uh, and yeah, I was their youngest student ever. I kind of knew I wanted to do TV and film since I was a kid. And they took a chance. They were a pretty cool young university at the time. They weren't even a university yet. It was just, it's called Full Sail Real World Education. That's what it's oh, called wow. then. Uh, and it was 24 hour school. You'd go to school at one o'clock in the morning, five o'clock in the morning. Uh, it was crazy, but it was a blast. And, um, uh, yeah, I, I was there for their program then was only about a year and a half. Uh, so I was there for a year and a half. Then I went back when they added a bachelor's program. I went and finished my bachelor's, but for the time it was just an associates. And I remember writing on, um, they're like, what do you want to do? And you had to do fake job interviews at one point, and I put work for the WWE, and they literally laughed like when I did that, and I was like, "Little do you know, little do you right. know, if we flash forward fifteen years, that's literally going to be like what you could turn on the WWE video game, and they're like, full sale university here." Uh, so I've always <laughs> felt a little bit vindicated uh, in that, and I was there at the first NXT taping because of our connection through Full Sail, and to see what they've been doing there, it's been awesome. Uh, but yeah, I did that, and it was a. Um, a great experience uh, as a kid, and I'm I, I wish I'm glad I did it when I did it. Though part of me is like, man, I wish I remembered a little bit more because I feel like at 15 I was kind of I don't I remember half of it just being a kid, um, and that was I remember being there the 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 time when WCW ended because I went home I turned on I had a VHS recorder that would record uh, Nitro while I was at the at school because we had school all hours and nights and I remember turning it on clicking play on my VHS and Vince popped up on WCW on that last one I was like. And I just I can I can tell you like the guttural feeling I felt 
but I knew we lost the war. That's, uh. that's always one of those things that connects wrestling fans that meet later in line, uh-huh. like us, because uh, like I know exactly where I was watching the other broadcast. Right. <laughs> right. But it was just this weird... And yeah, I have a friend from college, the same way I met him in college, and he was watching WCW yeah, yeah. as well, and it was just like... Yeah, I know exactly where I was. It's just a weird, like a weird thing oh, yeah. to think about. Yeah, and um, after that went on, we've done other podcasts and we we've made movies. And Dylan's for the last few years has done all the music you've heard and pretty much everything that I've done. And uh, we did a movie a few years ago about Walt Disney that was distributed uh, worldwide, and you were able to buy it in Walmart stores and. It was a really great experience. It was distributed nationally and internationally. It was translated a bunch of languages. And that was cool. We learned that end of the of of the story. And part of that was with this was to figure out how to – or that end of creation when it comes to visual media. Um, able to learn that side and then have all the pitfalls, all the things you'd never think of, all the stuff. And then I feel like we're doing that again now with Dojo Pro because we could have gone to that same company. They were interested in distributing the show. But I decided we're going to um, you know work for ourselves and we can get these – these uh, deals ourselves and some of that we've done with Amazon and we're releasing it uh, through Amazon, not through uh, a secondary distributor where we've gotten established enough. We can do this and also create content. We know will be the quality they're looking for. Uh, we are uh, always creating new projects. Like I said, whether it's the Dick Van Dyke one or whatever comes next uh, and learning new sides of media, whether that's podcasting, whether that's Facebook live, whether that's, uh, Twitch and all those options that you have, Instagram TV now, uh, to release. And we decided on Amazon for a few different reasons, but largely because you already have it. Most sure. people already have it. Uh, they're very straightforward on how it all works. And it's um, it's great. It works out perfectly for us. And we've learned that system now. And we've released movies now through them and been a third-party distributor for other things that we can now do uh, through Amazon. So it's pretty... Uh, it's pretty fun, but yeah, I went to uh, – I don't know how I got to this point in this question, but I, I did go to college at 15, uh, and I did graduate yeah, barely, uh, but I did it. Yeah, well, that's something – obviously, it's super interesting for me to hear that kind of stuff because obviously you knew from a young age yeah. what you were looking to do, Yeah, and you're doing it. I mean, same with you, Dylan. I'd imagine grew up big fan of music, oh, wanting to get involved. Dylan, can we tell your story? Dude, let's tell it if you, yeah, you don't mind. Yeah, I guess so. So Dylan was 15 <laughs> and full sale with me. No, uh, <laughs> Dylan was younger <laughs> Um, well, so long story short, have you, has, have you ever, I mean, the thing is like people in this part of the country, I feel like don't know where Branson, Missouri is because of Gatlinburg. It's okay. like Gatlinburg of the, of the, what kind of mountains? Ozarks. Of the Ozarks. Okay. Gatlinburg of the Ozarks. So imagine like a, an it's entertaining. It's like country music Las Vegas. Just okay. Like gotcha. Gotcha. It's like okay. a family Las Vegas. Like yeah. it's, it's not like casinos and stuff. They may, you know, it's more like family entertainment version of Andy Williams and mm-hmm. Tony Orlando and. Well, those you've done stuff with uh, Loretta Lynn, right? Yeah, there, so yeah, that's yeah, where yeah. that's where that was. Okay, yeah. did I just bring this whole story? Yeah, no, no. Well, yeah, <laughs> I was a child performer in Branson, Missouri. I'm from Texas. I performed in variety shows, singing country music songs and things like that. Um, and uh, as a little kid, as a little kid, like like four and five <laughs> yeah. years old. Oh wow! And so uh, you've been doing music for. Yeah. For a little bit. Were you up on the so stage I, with like a bow tie and a cowboy hat? Exactly. The whole deal? Yeah, right, exactly. right, right, right. Sure. And Google it. <laughs> you, there's a there's that picture, I guarantee you, could oh, be really? on, on uh-huh. somewhere. Uh, but yeah, anyway, I was there for like seven years. Obviously, I got a little uh, older and it wasn't as cute anymore. But uh, but yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I performed with Loretta Lynn and a bunch of like kind of 
legacy country music stars, the you know back from the sort of era of country music that I really enjoy. So that was, I mean, it's it's a lot cooler looking back on it because when you're a kid, you don't really realize what you're even doing, right? But uh, yeah, so I've been obviously doing music for most of my life. So very cool, small world, yeah. man. From Nashville Fairgrounds a year ago to right here to meeting Logan yeah. to yeah. this whole thing, man. This is great. And the reason we were there is actually we're working and we're still working on it as a documentary on. Um, the wrestling that history building. of the fairgrounds, yeah. that building. You remember, I remember you telling me about that when we met. That's yeah. why we were there. We were there because we had done a couple of interviews yeah. with some of the talent that were there earlier in the day. And it's um, practically done. It's called Fair Fight, and you can watch the trailer, the, the kind of our announcement trailer that came up. Uh, it was supposed to be released a couple of years ago, but with the sort of uh, potential end of that building coming up in the next year uh, – here in Nashville, due to them, they're developing the whole area for the MLS stadium that's coming in. Oh, uh, okay. If that building, we decide to to kind of hold off and see what happens. Uh, we have a bunch of great interviews, McFoley and and you really Jared hate that not and, to be a part of the story. Yeah, it just ends, <laughs> and then like yeah. six months later, they tear it down. It's kind of like, oh well, you know, y'all could have waited. Uh, yeah, all these right. people we see the documentary and come check out, right? Check exactly. Out the Nashville right. Fairgrounds. But it's uh, I was we've talked to so many different people about it, whether on the record on video or not. Like I randomly was working an event, and The Rock was there, and I was able to talk to The Rock and be like, he's like, oh yeah, that's where I had my first match, and we had a conversation about it. So the fairgrounds ties a lot of people together, and uh, it's pretty cool to see this story unfold. But that's something that it, it may be a short documentary, like a short form thirty minute special or something like that. We're kind of we're pretty good at that, uh, and that will be out once we kind of know that one's on. Not necessarily on pause, but we're not going to finish it until we know what's what the uh, what the the final word is on the fairgrounds. So, gotcha. And I remember you uh, you introduced me to Brandon Martin at that show, yeah. And I wound up interviewing him later on about his book Teeny and stuff. Yeah, so yeah, he's yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a really good interview. I'm excited for people to see some of that. Yeah, man, it's good people. One day, yeah. one day they'll they'll get to see a lot of it. So we have some cool stuff coming up. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on the show today. This has been a thank you for serious pleasure, man. Yeah. Like this is, this is like, I mean, I don't get to do stuff in the studio very often. The last time when I was in New Orleans, um, my buddy's one of the broadcast managers for the Pelicans up there. So I got to use their NBA studio to record a couple episodes. That's awesome. Well, we should have called you because we had, I could have got you guys yeah. in there for sure. Okay. Yeah. We had hey, next time, time, next time we're all in New Orleans together though, I can get you guys set up with those yeah. guys easy. So WrestleMania awesome. what, 38 or something. <laughs> hey, they, they, they did like two in like a three, the, yeah, two in a four. Thirty was in New Orleans, so hey, you never know. Yeah, um, but this is the second time I've ever been able to do this in like a real studio. So this yeah, is, right. This is appreciated. Well, welcome man. anytime. Feel free to stop by. Just totally. tell us you're coming. I then, appreciate and it, and then we'll uh, we'll do it. Cool. And I've always obviously we've plugged a lot of stuff. Yeah. Like, do you want to like just one more time? Like everything, every, all the stuff you're doing, Dylan, where you can find everything. Same with you, Logan. Yeah, it's just youtubecom slash Dylan Spears. Uh, and then if you want to support me on Patreon, it's patreoncom slash Dylan Spears, and you basically just get everything two weeks early. And there's some other options, but. And then Dojo Pro is yeah, it's dojopro.co. There are social media you know outlets for everything. So on Instagram, it's just Dojo Pro, and Twitter, it's Dojo Pro. I wish this was all universally the same, but it's not, unfortunately. Yet uh, Dojo Pro TV, and then Facebook. Search Dojo Pro, Dojo Pro Wrestling, and it will come up. But most importantly, watch it. Um, I hope people follow us on social media. That's awesome. But to me, it's about getting eyeballs too. Um, what I think is a really cool and unique television show that we've been lucky enough to be part of producing. Uh, again, it feels like a showcase of some of this great talent, and we're happy to facilitate that. So dojopro.co, you can find the direct links from there. If you're not in the States, there will be options. Not in the States or the UK, which is where it will be released um, right now. 
There will be options for international coming up soon. We've been working with uh, Sonny Ono, also from WCW. Dude, Molto he, Dragons manager, of course. From yeah. WCW. Come on. He's now. our international uh, consultant. He's been helping us uh, hopefully get the show um, to be seen all over the world. So that will be coming up soon. That's it. This, my last question for you. Does Sonny Ono speak English? Oh, yeah. Does he? I don't even know that. I never even knew that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, he's from like Iowa. Uh, <laughs> no, is he from Iowa? I think oh, no, no, no. I think Ultimo so. Dragon doesn't speak. It doesn't. I think Ultimo speaks broken English, kind of. But I think he does Maybe speak English. Maybe that's what I was getting confused. Maybe that's what I was. He getting definitely. Sunny was definitely used as like the mouthpiece for yes, a lot of those yes, guys. Yes, right. Yes, that's right. right. Uh, that's right. But no, no. He. Um, I think Ultimo speaks English. Does he? I think. I think someone might have been kayfabe me. I talked to one. I talked to somebody who. Uh, who he just didn't want to talk to you. You <laughs> might. You might have. He. Uh, I Dude, talked to somebody who. Uh, who did some right? No speak English. Um. The. Uh. uh Mouse, uh, Robert Bellamy. I don't know if you guys know yeah, him. Yeah, photographer. The photos. Yeah. He told me that he met Sony Ono in Ultimo Dragon. And I don't know if Ono was kayfabing him, but I'm pretty sure Ono didn't speak any English to him. And he had to communicate through – oh, no, sorry. Uh, Ultimo, Ultimo Dragon, Dragon didn't speak any English. He had to communicate through Sony, Sony Ono. That's that's where I was getting confused there. Gotcha, gotcha. I'm not sure. I'm not yeah. sure. I don't I remember. Know. I feel like I feel like hearing he didn't speak English, but he – Who? Ultima? Ultima. Ultima. I know when we've talked. Or maybe it's just not grading. I just don't think, yeah. I think that with those WCW eras, it helped because Eric and Sonny go way back, like when they were like selling meat together or something, door to door. Some crazy story. Like, if you listen, like they've been friends since they were kids. Uh, And I think he was brought in partially not only to be the mouthpiece for some of these guys, but he negotiated the original New Japan deal with WCW. He negotiated like the N64 games uh, because all those were were developed. Still have all those. Oh, yeah. And so when. There was an option. Obviously, through Eric, we got in touch with Sonny, uh, and Sonny has been kind of representing us. And he's worked a decent amount for us preseason when we were talking to other, you know, before the Ring of Honor thing was fully done, uh, to see who we were going to partner with. So we worked with that. And now he's going to help us uh, get the word out around the world. Amazing. Small world. Great stuff. Yeah. And ProWrestlingTees.com. Yeah, ProWrestlingTees.com slash DojoPro. But you can find – if you just go to DojoPro.co. Like every link we've talked there's about. There's a merch link. There's a watch. There's everything there. Um and yeah, go enjoy this uh, Enjoy this show. I, I, and that's the most important thing. Hopefully you like it, share it, because that's part of it is, sure, there will be some marketing for this, but a lot of this will rely on uh, people just telling their friends to watch it. So we we hope you enjoy it. Cool. I hope you guys enjoy it too. Definitely check it out. Once again, that's Dojo Pro. Thanks again to Dylan Spears and to Logan Seculo. And this is, uh, <laughs> nailed it. This is Steven Jensen. You've been listening to the Fight Talk Podcast, and I will be back soon. All right, everyone. Thank you once again to Dylan Spears and Logan Seculo for coming on the show today. And I highly, highly, highly recommend you guys check out Dojo Pro on Amazon and at dojopro.co. I actually started watching the episodes last night. I'm recording this outro actually Monday morning. So it's been released. I've watched half the episodes already. The production quality is high. The music quality is high. The wrestling action is high. All the quality, everything all the, all the boxes, they all check off. All the checks. Boom, 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 boom. Great stuff. Great shows. And it's something that I hope they continue to do. It sounds like something that will continue to happen as long as the cards fall into place. Or, you know, they have other ideas too. Those guys are very smart. Dylan and Logan have a lot of ideas. They're very creative dudes. And I would not be surprised to see their names, their faces involved with pro wrestling uh, you know, for a long time going forward. And I hope that's the case. I like both guys. They're both really good dudes. They're nice guys. And the show is great. So once again, check it out. And once again, thank you to Logan and Dylan for coming on the show today. If you enjoyed what you heard, everyone, please make sure you subscribe to the podcast. You can do that on iTunes, Google Play, 
I mean, anywhere you can listen to podcasts, Podomatic, Podbean, I mean, all over the place, all those third-party apps that carry podcasts. I'm available pretty much everywhere. If you have a subscribe option, please do that, and please download the episodes. There's an option for you to rate the podcast and review. That's much appreciated as well. Five-star ratings and reviews go a long way. Not only does it make my podcast look better and make me feel good, but it also helps other wrestling fans and MMA fans find the podcast easier when they're searching for new podcasts. So helps grow our community of fans and, you know, helps make friends with other people. It's just straight up. Like I've met a lot of people through the podcast and I know that there's people who listen to the podcast that listen with other people and stuff and they become friends and yada, yada. It's the same with other podcasts as well. Not just mine. I mean, I have friends that like Sam Roberts wrestling podcasts that like Joe Rogan that like, uh, Chris Jericho and, 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 Steve Austin and all these other people that do podcasts. So it's really cool to have little communities of fans and the more people we can get behind this podcast, the better. So once again, make sure you're uh, telling people about it, you're sharing it and that you're listening. I really appreciate you guys listening to the episodes. You have no idea how much I appreciate the support and how much I appreciate people listening. So once again, thank you guys and make sure you're subscribing, that you're downloading episodes, that you're rating and reviewing. It really, really helps me out a lot. Also, want to make sure you're checking out my merchandise. That's at whatamaneuver.net. That's whatamaneuver.net. Got t-shirts, hoodies, tank tops, a bunch of different colors, different designs. Any money I make on that website goes right back into the podcast and right into my Twitch channel. The Twitch channel is fighttalk underscore. That's twitch.tv slash fighttalk underscore. If you're on Amazon Prime and you're checking out Dojo Pro, you can actually also use your Amazon Prime to link to a Twitch account. That will give you Twitch Prime for free, 100% for free if you have Amazon Prime. And you could use your one free Twitch subscription a month on my channel. While it costs you absolutely nothing to do, it does give me a couple bucks every time someone does that, even though, once again, it costs you nothing. So please check that out. If you have Amazon, please jump on Twitch, get that free Twitch Prime subscription, and check out my Twitch channel at FightTalk underscore. That's the same as my Twitter, which is, of course, also at FightTalk underscore. So make sure you're following me there as well. All right, that should be pretty much everything as far as what I have going on. Also, of course, always make sure to check out my pro wrestling articles over at MMAonPoint.com. The YouTube channel is MMAonPoint. Those videos are amazing, and the guys that run the YouTube channel are the best. Um, so, you know, always want to make sure I, I mention those guys when I, when I remember to. Um, and when there's MMA stuff going on. There's been a lot of stuff going on. UFC 226 was crazy. Brock Lesnar is back. There's a lot to talk about. I'm sure I'll talk MMA very, very soon. As a matter of fact, I plan on doing it tomorrow on a Facebook Live with my friend Evan Burke. That should be tomorrow night, actually. If you're hearing this on Monday, tomorrow around 9 p.m. Central Time, so pretty much right after SmackDown Live, we'll be talking about UFC, Brock Lesnar, what's been going on uh, in the WWE, what's been going on in pro wrestling in general, I believe. I'm not sure exactly what we'll talk about, but it'll be very pro wrestling heavy. So make sure to check that out. Uh, if you're following me on Facebook, it'll be really easy to find. My name's Steven Jensen, so it's easy to find. If you search Fight Talk Podcast on Facebook, it's there as well. So, yeah, make sure you're checking that out. I'll give a plug to Evan as well. He just started a new show. He works with TMZ, so he has access to a lot of uh, a lot of celebrities and athletes and that kind of stuff. And he's been on my podcast a handful of times as well on Fight Talk here. Um, so you may have actually heard him before, but... That's kind of a, a long way of saying that I'll be talking about MMA and pro wrestling and the crossover tomorrow night around 9 p.m. Central Time. So if you if you happen to hear this late, check it out afterwards. I'm sure it's going to be available on demand on Facebook and probably other platforms. But before I get out of here, I always want to make sure that I give my shout outs to my sponsors, starting with Williamson Brothers Barbecue. Williamson Brothers Barbecue. 
best sauce in the world. It's natural. It's gluten-free. It's so delicious. Check it out. Buy it. Enjoy it. If you if you do check out the Williamson Brothers sauce, feel free to let me know what you think about it. Hit me up on Twitter at Fight Talk underscore on Facebook, Stephen Jensen, Fight Talk Podcast, whatever. Let me know what you think about the sauce because I have not heard one person that doesn't absolutely enjoy it or absolutely love it, I should say. Uh, glowing reviews so far on the Williamson Brothers sauce. You can find it uh, at a bunch of different places. I mean, Publix, Whole Foods, you know, stores all over. They have three physical locations in Atlanta, Georgia. But it's the easiest to do. Just jump on Walmart.com, type in Williamson Bros. And, you know, if you're doing other shopping, just throw it in the cart, you know. But if you're going there specifically for that, that's cool, too. Once again, that's Williamson Bros. Barbecue. It's the bomb. It's the best. Absolutely love it. And it's from my nice people. Can't ask for anything more. Also, shout out to Heroes and Legends. Check them out at HL Pro Wrestling on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Best pro wrestling collectible company out there. Brian Jensen from Brian Jensen's Boxing. I always want to say Delgado because that's where he was from before. They no longer exist, so... Brian Jensen, the boxing coach, my brother, my friend, great guy and great trainer. Hit him up on Instagram at Atlanta Boxing Coach and WrestleRumble.com. WrestleRumble.com is the place to be for fantasy pickup contest for pro wrestling. The Extreme Rules Pickup Contest is live now. Jump on that. Win yourself hundreds of dollars in cash, hundreds of dollars in prizes just by knowing about pro wrestling from your couch. Check it out once again. WrestleRumble.com. Follow them. Make sure you stay up to date with all their contests at WrestleRumble. So that'll be it, guys. And like I said, make sure you're tuning in to Evan's new show on Facebook with me talking about pro wrestling and MMA. That'll be this week. I'll also be back with Extreme Rules Predictions, brought to you once again by WrestleRumble.com. So you'll be hearing me very, very soon. And I got a lot more content in the pipeline coming up for you guys soon. You guys take care. Take it easy. Hey,